0: I'm Amber. And I'm Becca. From cranberries to cows and everything in between, this is Forward Farming. Hey guys, welcome back to Forward Farming. I feel like it's been a long time. Long time no chat. How's it going? Everybody? Everybody hanging in there? I uh, almost didn't make it. The march has been a doozy started off getting a black eye for my child that's still existing on my face. What was that? Like the first weekend in March, I think. Um, And then I got the flu two weeks ago. And then, ugh, that was awful. That Influenza is no joke. It knocked me on my butt for like a whole week. And I feel like I'm still not right from it. I just got my voice back, kind of. So if I sound a little funny, I apologize. Um... <clears throat> but I'm a hashtag influenza survivor. I'm doing the best I can. So, uh, this week it got this week has just been a doozy. It, it's only Monday. Um, we had, we had a little bit of an episode tonight that wasn't very fun. Um, there, I, today was my first day testing out a cleaning lady because there's a lot of hair in my house and like with, with the child, it's just hard to keep up, you know, so I, I found a cleaning lady. She came today and there was a bottle of cleaner left on my counter that I didn't know was there. The cleaner had bleach in it. Uh, Porter <clears throat> has like a little step stool that he can reach the counter and stuff. He climbed up there and he sprayed himself in the face uh, with this cleaner and it was not fun so he's fine um we rushed him into the shower and he was tired on top of it so i don't know how much of it actually hurt versus like he was just tired and crabby so we dealt with that tonight um and it was just was just not it wasn't pleasant so i'm ready for march to be done and over with and move on to april because april brings flowers showers I don't know. What's the saying for <laughs> April? April, April's should be a good month. I'm looking forward to just scrapping March. Um. Anyway, hope you're all like this. I know. Oh, don't talk about weather, blah, blah, blah. But like, are you all okay out there? Um. Thankfully, we didn't get any snow this last week, but it looks like South Wisconsin just got, they got it. We didn't they got like a foot of snow and we got nothing and it's glorious. I'm, I'm happy where we're at right now. We're in like peak mud season. Um, there's still a little bit of snow left, but not a lot. Um, we, all the snow and all the ice is melting on the cranberry beds. We'll talk about that later, but it's just a big pile of mush out there right now. And I've never been so happy for 45 degree weather because we can finally get out of the house. I've been cooped up with Porter all winter long. Like I, I don't know if I've talked a lot about this. I think I did, but just like how postpartum anxiety has been whooping my booty and I'm just afraid to take him anywhere, especially by myself. So to get out of the house when it's nice, go out and swing, go for walks, let him run around, burn some energy off. Oh my goodness. It's the the best, the best thing ever. And I'm just so excited for just more warmer days, just so we don't have to be in the house all day, every day. It's been, oh, I'm so happy right now. Um, otherwise, uh, this weekend, this coming weekend, I'm going to be going to lacrosse on Saturday. What is that? April 1st. Oh my gosh, this weekend's already April 1st. Uh, to Annalise Mod Farm Chick is hosting another mastermind. I'm gonna be, um, helping her out with that. So I'm excited. If you are listening to this before Saturday, and you're going, let me know. I'd love to meet up with some of you. Um, say hi. It should be a good time. So I'm excited for that. And then, gosh, the Sunday is Palm Sunday, and then next weekend is Easter already. Holy moly. Um, yeah. So hope you're all doing well um, and you have some fun things planned. If you have spring break already or you have time off with your kids, hope you're <laughs> surviving that. Um, but anyway, just wanted to come on and say hi. Uh, t- this week, um, my husband Dan is going to be joining us. If you are new and you don't know, Dan is my husband. Um, he married into my, f- say he married into my family and he's been working on the marsh um, with us, I don't know, last three years full time. So we're going to talk to Dan and kind of see what's going on on the marsh. Because like I said, I've been, I've been at home with Porter and I don't really know what's going on. So we're just going to catch up, um, hear what's going on with him. Um, answer, I'll, I'll ask him some questions that you guys sent me. A lot of them doing with the bears. Cause again, if you're new here, Dan, I, I don't claim this energy. He is a Bears fan. He has family from Chicago, and he poorly chose their sports teams over ours. Um, so a lot of the questions that you guys sent me were about the Bears. <laughs> so I'll ask him, ask him some stuff, see how he's doing, give a little check-in because he hasn't He hasn't graced the podcast in a while, so we'll see what he's been up to. Um, If you guys have any suggestions, any topics that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, please reach out and let us know. We're always looking for ideas, topics, people to talk to, anything and everything. So um, let us know what you want to hear and we'll make it happen. So um, let's, let's just jump in with Dan. Howdy, partner. (laughs) Hello. So Dan's going to be our guest today. He's very excited to be here. It is almost 9.30. child does not like to go to bed early. So here we are. He just went to sleep. So that's when we record. So, uh, because I'm not... On the marsh very often. Dan is going to come out and talk <laughs> about what. So we- funny! Uh, I'll try to get this up on YouTube. We're in our bedroom okay. trying to record this. <laughs> no, don't go on YouTube. Uh, so I'm just awkwardly holding the microphone, and the camera angle is kind of wonky, but we're making it work. Doing yeah. this for you guys. A
1: little semblance of privacy is nice. All
0: you can see is the wall. It's nothing. (laughs) Dan's very uncomfortable, but that's all right. That's what we live for is making Dan uncomfortable. So anyway, he's going to talk about what's going on in the marsh right now because I have no idea. (laughs) I just started going outside this week, so I don't know what's going on. And then you guys sent in a couple of questions. That weren't really related to cranberries, but we'll talk about that later. So what's going on out there? And <laughs> <laughs> um
1: well today we just started servicing don't all work. of I'm proud. Um today we just started servicing all of our lift pu- no, nope, irrigation pumps. Um we have pumps for each section of the marsh Um, there's a total of 13 now pumps that are just large diesel pumps that suck water out of the ponds and run them into our irrigation lines for the marsh Um, we have 13 because every other day when I irrigate in the summer um, I switch engines just for wear and tear on the on the engines, or to save wear and tear on the engines. Um, so that consisted of carrying, we got a little gas powered pump that we plug into the oil pan on the bottom of the engines and ranges from four gallons to nine gallons of oil in each engine. We pump that used oil out and we change all the filters, oil filters, water filters, fuel filters of the start. Um, and we change those and then we refill the oil just to get that's something we do every spring. In the fall, we do all of our lift pumps that move water around on the marsh after it's in the ditches or on the beds, um, which is something we do every spring. That kind of starts off the spring season. It's kind of our first day of, oh, it's actually, it's going to start, we're going to work a lot (laughs) in the next couple of weeks.
0: Do you know what my job used to be when I would help service the engines?
1: Mm, Unwrapping oil filters.
0: No, it's a very important job. I don't know. I was the bucket, so I literally just sat there <laughs> with a bucket and picked up dirty paper towels. nothing, and I held on to the wrench. And sometimes, if I was lucky, I got to pour in diesel into the filters yep. because. Uh, I did that my first year and I got a little bit of diesel fuel on my boot and that's how I was officially marked a cranberry grower because I had
1: diesel on my boot. I got about a quarter oil on my boot today. Went right down my leg, not on my boot.
0: It's another sign you're official cranberry grower. <laughs> anyway, what else?
1: Um, coming up here, we will start lobbing pipe. So what does that mean? I was about to explain that. <laughs> <laughs> We will. We've, Let me do my job. We About half of our marsh has above-ground irrigation where it's aluminum pipe that runs on top of the vines. Um, the other half has, similar to your yard, has irrigation that's underground. Um, they don't pop up. We're not that fancy. Um, the sprinklers don't. But what we'll do, it'll take us a good week and a half probably to get all the pipe that's sitting on the roads. We'll toss that into the beds, then we'll hook it all together. Each individual pipe is 30 feet long and some beds are 300 feet long. Um, So we'll have a good deal of pipe. Each pipe has a gasket on one end. So we plug all the sprinkler or all the pipe together. We'll turn the engines on, just pump a little bit of water through there and then starts driving around we check for leaks. We write down all the leaks. We write down the sprinklers that aren't working right. Then we go back and unplug them. And then Amber has another one of those fun jobs during that time when we're unplugging sprinklers. I hate this job. It's
0: literally <laughs> one of my least favorite dates. I have to control the valves, so I turn the water on and off. And I can't be mean when I'm doing this job it's normally 40 degrees because out. it's normally kind of cold when we're doing this. So I sit there. And I sit at the, the head or like the, I sit at the valve and then I watch the guys walk down the line until they come across like a plug sprinkler or a bad gasket. And then they wave at me and I turn the water off and I wait and I wait until they fix it. And then I get another wave when they get it all fixed and I turn the water back on so they can keep walking and look for more plugs, plug sprinklers. And sometimes when they get to the very end, I can't really see them over like the misting of the sprinklers. So They kind of have to jump and yell at me and I get yelled at because I can't see them. So then they either have to, then you sometimes have to carry like a flag, like a little marker flag. I don't know if walkie talkies would reach that far. We don't have any of that strong. Maybe we should find a walkie talkie company to reach out to us, sponsor our.
1: To try
0: and do that. <laughs> uh, so that's that's usually usually around Easter that's kind of like the average time that we're getting the pipe all hooked up so we need the pipe hooked up before the plant starts coming out of dormancy fully because once the plant starts coming out of dormancy or like when it starts waking up from the winter um, that's when we need to start protecting the buds that are already developed from frost. So we need to have everything up and running. And it's kind of like a mad dash because when the pipe goes out, usually we need it up and running like ASAP. So it's usually a pretty quick process. We can't really lollygag lollygag when we're doing this. It's gotta be long days (laughs) until everything's up and running properly. So when the first person that has to turn the irrigation pump on to protect for frost, they need to make sure that everything's working so they're not running around at 11 o'clock at night unplugging a bunch of sprinklers or worried that the pipe is going to break or whatever so it's
1: you never want to be the first person that has to do frost watch of the no. year because there's always problems it's not fun you know, it's, it's not a well-oiled machine until like June then stuff's normally pretty operational and that's Sometimes we'll, we'll have frost until the 4th of July where we're running almost nightly. You know, when in the spring, we our temperature thresholds a little bit higher. So we'll start our pumps, you know, right away when they're coming out of dormancy, we'll start them at 37 degrees. Um, as they start to mature a little bit, we'll drop that temperature. Then it's reverse in the fall. Um, the closer we get to harvest or, you know, if we're harvesting a bed the next day, as amber has mentioned before um
0: do you listen to me do you listen to my episodes wow Uh,
1: to get that what do you say the deep red color on the fruit what do you say you you have a certain adjective for it um maybe it's yeah it's something like deep red whatever but the cold you need the cold. the cranberry
0: color that you're used to (laughs) yes
1: um you need the cold for that so then we'll that threshold that will start the pumps is a little bit lower in the fall that, and the vines are a little bit more hardy that time of year as well. So they can take more cold than they do. It's kind of like our little Porter now, you know, he's, he can take a little bit more spills than he could 18 months ago. You know, he can fall. and
0: You know, who can't take spills as easily as they used to me, my eye.
1: I didn't, it's getting better. It is. You can't hardly see it
0: anymore. Speaking of, how's your March going? Better or worse than mine?
1: I don't know. Because um, <laughs> I have to deal with your March. <laughs> oh, it doesn't gosh. actually happen to me, but secondhand it does.
0: That's yeah, fair.
1: <laughs> um, well, you kind
0: of started it.
1: I didn't get you sick. You kind of
0: did. <sighs> I just get sicker than you. Yeah, I have to do everything drink, better than
1: you. Because you don't drink water. <laughs> you uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I drink more water than. Yeah. Um, and then Amber posted pictures, or I don't know if she talked about it or not, um, but of sanding iron. We've got what the 20 some beds that we put sand on this winter um, last month that, that ice is now all but gone um, on on those beds. So the sand, and I think we talked about this last spring, you know, it kind of is a audit on how well I did um, on the back of the sand spreader. um, How mad the guys get at me.
0: So for those of you that are new here and don't know what sanding is, Cranberries grow in sand. In the winter, we use water to protect the vines from the cold. We wait for that water to freeze into ice. We do that process a couple of times to build up a layer of ice. And then we drive dump trucks full of sand on top of the ice. And we spread a quarter-inch layer of sand on top of the ice. Okay. So (laughs) when kind of changed my spiel. (laughs) So in the... Okay, established whatever. So when the ice melts in the spring, the sand pushes down on the vines. It kind of filters through the vines and it causes new growth for the vines. And it also suffocates out any insect eggs that might be lingering from the previous fall. So it's kind of a win-win situation for us. And probably once every three or four years, a bed will get sanded unless if it's a new planting and then it gets sanded for th- three years in a row. So that's what sanding is. Yep.
1: And then, you know, this time of year, just like your yard in, at your house, if you were to go out with a screwdriver, say, and you'd poke the screwdriver into your yard, the first two inches might be soft, but then there's still going to be frost underneath there. So that frost doesn't completely come out of the ground.
0: Did it even get cold enough to get a deep frost this year? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we had a good snow cover before it got cold, cold, but there's still plenty of frost in the ground, but What I'm getting at is the vines, um, their root systems are currently in the frost right now. Um, So when we get, you know, a late March, early April, windy, windy day, and you still have frost in the ground, you can kind of burn off those vines because they can't draw any moisture because they're essentially in ice underground. So we'll end up putting a flood, a lighter flood, not like a harvest flood or anything like that. We'll put that out across the marsh and you kind of kill two birds with one stone there. Um, when you have that little bit of flood on those beds to protect the vines from the wind, we'll go with metal rakes and we'll walk the sand and any piles that are out there from the ice melt and funky, um, this spring where the sand kind of follows the ice melt and leaves a pile somewhere. Or if I messed up on the back of the sand spreader, there'll be a pile. Um, everybody just blames dan for the piles anyway it doesn't
0: matter if it was the ice or whatever it's always dan's fault so it's kind of fun
1: to just go out and curse dan out all day every day for like a week or two i i don't know if it's the son-in-law aspect where i get all the jobs that the lines have to be very very straight and if they're not everybody sees it and everybody knows that i did it or
0: it's really easy to make fun of you though
1: you don't take it well so it makes it more fun. But I do most, I do most of the stuff that Scott actually used to, Amber's dad used to do. Um, so I don't know if it's that he likes me or he knows how much it sucks and I have to do them now. Um, but yeah, the, the, when you're on the back of the sand spreader, if it's a really good year, you don't hear anything, but if it's a bad year, you hear it, it's, you hear it. So hopefully I did a good job. We'll find out in a couple of weeks here. Someone
0: asked "What? what do you like better? harvesting or flooding or sanding
1: oh harvesting by a long shot sanding is quicker but when stuff breaks it's normally breaking where I'm working the trucks don't fail that often Um, the sand spreader is old and it gets beat up pretty good Um, and something always fails on that every year and I guess when you're driving in a dump truck And the ice breaks underneath your tires You don't feel it as much I'm standing on a 2 by 10 And the tire that's breaking through the ice Is right next to me So I get beat up pretty bad On the back of the sand spreader There was one bed this year That I actually had to hold on to There's chains on the sand spreader I held on to chains Because it was so bumpy
0: Dangerous
1: It makes me feel cool
0: (laughs) I prefer sanding because I get all of the truck snacks. Yeah. I get a nice heated truck cab. Yeah, the, you're on the elements. Well, you're like me during harvest. Yeah, actually... You're driving around in your truck all day during harvest, well, controlling the water. 10 o'clock at and I get to listen to audiobooks and podcasts all day in my dump truck. I mean, it's a very long day, and my butt hurts. But no,
1: I'm sorry. me,
0: <laughs> how awful!
1: You should post a picture of the antique sand sprayer thing.
0: Uh no, I—that's OSHA has.
1: There's, there's nothing unsafe about it. It's just antique. you're just
0: saying you're getting your fingers pinched in the chains. I said, no, I was, was I just on, thinking that? Yeah,
1: I was holding on to the chains. It's like I was like on one of those the bar bronco the the bowl things um rodeo mechanical bolt. yeah that's it because i had one hand on one chain and one hand on the other because was... when the ice gets bad it's bumpy and you got to get it done if you start a bed you have to finish it um that day so kind of regardless of the
0: unless it's me starting a bed and then i get and you call dad. the no then he calls me and then i get screamed at for effing everything up and breaking the ice Nine. Okay, how many times? We
1: got you new tires.
0: But how many times was I the one that started?
1: Three beds. In a row.
0: <laughs> There's also one time before Dan started. I started. Um. I I get. I always get put in these uncomfortable situations, and it's just by luck. Like I'm not forced into these things where it's just like, oh, we're starting a new bed lucky you Amber. you're the one that gets to drive out there and test the ice I'm like great it's a rotation Depends and on and i i'm probably i'm not the am i the worst driver no
1: you're the, the most comfortable driver
0: yeah i'm i'm a timid driver because my truck doesn't handle ice very well and everything's usually glare ice like the roads are very slick and i like to tap my brakes a lot and that doesn't help me at all
1: She says she doesn't tap on her brakes, but if you know dump trucks or semis or big trucks, you can hear when they have air brakes. When she's telling me she's she's not using brakes, and it's just every time she taps on the brakes.
0: And there was one year it was so bad that like all of the air out of my brakes went out, and I just sit there and wait (laughs) to get more air. That was when I was a newbie. But this year. It was easy to get out onto the bed. I had I hooked up the spreader and I went out, and I got so stuck. They had to bring a tr- another dump truck out to get me. That truck got stuck. Then they had to bring in the end loader we to get. Th- not to bring that out. No, be, no, and then that does a lot more damage. And, it doesn't steer well. and then that was getting stuck, and then everybody kind of started to panic. Like, oh no, we have two trucks out here an loader, what are we going to do so then we had to stop hook chains up to the bulldozer that was on the dam and then drag chains out onto the ice and pull everybody off using a bulldozer and it was terrifying with the chains and anyway i don't i don't have good luck when we sand
1: an old an old neighbor out here once told me he was kind of like a Second, dad, he'd call me all the time and, you know, bust my chops and whatever. But one thing he he told me that I always do now is when you're pulling a truck with another truck with chains, to lay another chain across the top of the one you're pulling. Because when they break, it'll go straight down. It won't go through a windshield or through the guy standing on the ice. So I had two chains break this year, pulling trucks out. But they just fell right down because if you lay another chain on top, it'll... Safety first. Take that, OSHA. Yeah, take that, OSHA.
0: <laughs> well, there's a little life hack for you.
1: I'm sure that's a well-known thing, but if you've known me or heard of me or heard me on the podcast before, I'm now five years into being a farmer, so there was something that wasn't going on. This will be my fifth harvest. Um, 2019 was my first harvest. It'll be 2020. Wow. wow. Wait, 19, 20, 21, 22. I 22, said 22, three.
0: Oop, my bad.
1: It's been my fifth harvest this fall.
0: Someone also asked, What is your history?
1: The hell does that mean?
0: <laughs> 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 I don't know. Like, what did you do? <laughs> You talked about it before. What did you do before? before you met me? And when you met me, what did you think about the cranberry biz?
1: i think that that tv is too small for that wall now i'm sitting here looking at it um
0: he redirects the conversation when he doesn't want to answer questions
1: <laughs> it's a defense
0: mechanism. he's squirming he's getting clammy
1: just I, I feel like i'm sliding um but
0: <laughs> we don't edit this show hurry up
1: i know um <laughs> So I'm from a medium town on the west side of Wisconsin, um, just north of La Crosse, figured out, Um, go Hilltoppers. Um, I grew up in a not agricultural family, Um, went to school to be a teacher, and then went to a different kind of teaching. I think I was history ed when I started at Whitewater, then I went to music ed, um, and then Realized that I wasn't as good of a musician in college as I was in high school. Um, Still walking jukebox. Amber can attest to that. If you you want to do some karaoke, just pick a song and I'll squirm away and not do it. But I I know the words to all the songs. Um, But after realizing that I wasn't a very good musician in college, um, changed to public relations. My Advisor for public relations knew the general manager of the lacrosse loggers, got me a job for them. I was the official voice of the lacrosse loggers. But what
0: you don't like speaking in public?
1: I do, I don't mind it. I, I don't get nervous speaking right. Now.
0: <sighs> you are full of baloney. Yeah. Oh, Dan once had so for Easter at our church.
1: Mm. That's completely different.
0: We have like the whole spiel. We do like
1: you get parts.
0: Well, you get parts for like the reading of the crucifixion or whatever.
1: No
0: yeah, and so there's like different parts, and then like different people nice. in the church get assigned little lines to say. And Dan refuses.
1: Well, that's again, that's completely
0: different to speak in front of a group of. 20 80 year old people that go to church
1: you just oh i taught speech as well so we worked for the lacrosse loggers um announced for that um there's a cute girl in the ticket sales booth
0: with braces
1: yeah (laughs) um then i snuck into bars when she was underage i was only 20 i was 21 but um then I went back to Whitewater, um, finished my undergrad, didn't have any job prospects, um, got my graduate degree in corporate communication, came and lived in Chicago for a while, worked at a public relations agency down there, um, went to too many Cubs games, didn't have much money left, so came back to Alaska and i thought kind of laid it out there um <laughs> came back down to alaska what did i do first i was in recruiting for an insurance agency was licensed in life and health insurance for a while i think that has lapsed um then went to a home improvement sales company didn't like that it was kind of slimy made good money but i didn't like you got a nice ladder I did. Yeah. I had to buy it, but, oh. um, it was expensive. <laughs> what? Um, did that for a little while then ended up working in the archery industry for three years, three or four years. Um, loved doing that. Um, I grew up working at a grocery store, so I have no problem with customer service, anything like that. Love doing that. And then, uh, Swift, a couple of weeks after we were married, lost that job. <laughs> um, Good times. Yep. And <clears throat> um, oh, while well, I was back in Alaska, I saw that, that cute little girl that was in the ticket sales office. Oh, you little girl? Oh, I, that's kind of weird. <laughs> that's really weird. The cute girl from the ticket sales office, it's even weirder than me, giant braces, <laughs> um, uh, was single. So, Tried to get her to go out on a date. It was about this time of year because I tried to get you to it go to was a, yeah, it was the NCAA tournament. Tried to get you to just go watch some basketball with me. And you told me once that you had to mow back at home.
0: Now I said I had to drive a dump
1: truck. I think you said you had to go mow. But um, the third time she finally caved and said, fine. And she thought we were just getting a couple beers as old friends that used to work together. And I had ulterior motives. And then we bonded. Very huge. You- I, we bonded over Jimmy Buffett and pork, pork shanks. shanks at the old Crow and the Cross. Uh, sorry, the Crow, copyright reasons. Um, and the rest is history. And then after I lost that job in at the Archery World, um, worked at the Walmart distribution center for a little while. It was miserable, um, and then. Finally came and asked Amber's parents if they'd have me out here, and I believe what her dad said was similar to when I asked if I could marry their daughter. Um, kind of said, well, I guess it was going to happen eventually. <laughs> and so and here I am uh, <laughs> growing cranberries and getting beat up by an eighteen month old
0: nineteen month.
1: oh, yeah, sorry, it's March nineteen month old. He's aggressive.
0: How that. would you describe Porter today? Today? Just today.
1: He's like the brother on the wild thornberries.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. He was a
1: monster. <laughs> it's not Dewey. Dewey. What was Dewey from? Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like that. Donnie. Too. Donnie? Is that a you're there, of, you're, yeah. you're <laughs> a little wild kid. That's, that's <laughs> kind of how he talks, too. <laughs> loves bananas <laughs> your son's a <of> monkey <laughs>
0: so usually okay so he usually goes to sleep between like 9 30 and 10
1: most nights uh, it's, he's getting
0: it put forward it's <laughs> rarely before nine o'clock like very rarely more often closer to 11 than nine
1: yes
0: which means he doesn't wake up early thankfully usually but he gets up like between 7 30 like 7 30 mm-hmm. most days today he got up at 6 was it
1: six? yes was right That's right. shortly
0: after 6 and uh i had a walmart pickup that we we're gonna do nine o'clock so he slept all the way into town which is like a 20 minute drive to walmart <laughs> and got loaded up with Desert. groceries and uh we were I had something going on this afternoon where I didn't think he'd be able to nap. So I drove around with him sleeping in the back seat for like probably an hour and a half. And I hit a big pothole and woke him up. And then we came back home and he was just a terror from the time he woke up until the time he went down. Like he was just a menace. He was funny, but he was also very mean. And then all of a sudden he just come and give you like 18 smooches hmm. and a hug. And it was scary because like when he's in those moods, you don't know if he's gonna headbutt you or if he's gonna poke your eye out or
1: hit you in the face with an N64 controller.
0: Or if he's gonna hit you in the head and give you a black eye for a month. <laughs> <sighs> so I'm kind of tired. It was, it was a day. And we we're outside and we we're playing and we we're swinging and we we're drawing with chalk. We went for a walk. He went for a walk. We did all of the things. I don't. I don't know. Just one of those days. sums up March pretty well.
1: <laughs> it's almost over. It's almost over. Out like a lion.
0: Mm, whole month was a lion. Anyway, anything else going on? Mm. You're graduating Cranberry Leadership Program. That's pretty cool.
1: So that's next week, right?
0: Yeah. So I did this leadership program, like, right when I first came to the marsh. So that would have been, like, seven years ago, eight years ago. You
1: want a flagship class?
0: No. So this leadership class, it's hosted by the Wisconsin State Cranberry Growers Association. There's, like, a dozen people that are in the class, roughly. And there's different, what is there, three or four? classes that you attend. The first one, you get to know like what your personality type is, how you can work with different personality types, different generations. That was really, that was a helpful class. You get to learn about yourself and then really put yourself in like a leadership role back home and figure out how you can relate to other people better, I guess. So that was a good one. Um, And then you also learn about public relations um, and how to give like speeches with, or how to talk to media.
1: Kick that class's ass.
0: An <laughs> I hope so. Um, and then you also get to go to Madison, and then you can um, learn how to talk to different legislators, how to be an advocate for the industry, be a voice for the industry.
1: Advocate.
0: Oh. <laughs> Piss off. <laughs> And then, was there one more, or that was it?
1: We met with like all the board members.
0: Oh yeah, and then, and then you get to learn a little bit about like the cranberry board, um, the state growers association board, and different ways that you can get involved in the industry and be a leader for the industry. So it's a pretty cool class. Um, and then next week. He has his graduation ceremony. So we go out for dinner and then I think there's a speaker um, and then he get a little award and give a little spiel. You think that the no, yeah. yours is going to go next to mine in the closet. <laughs> oh, we're
1: gonna put up in
0: the closet so it's fun. Um, my brother, I think he kind of helped organize it when it first started. And I think. Yeah. it's pretty cool. So I'm glad our industry takes care of growers in that way. I think that's a pretty unique thing. Um, and it just, there's a lot of really interesting people involved in the industry and it's a good way for growers to meet other growers that they might not meet otherwise and like really get to know them because you have to room with them. And you get, for
1: every overnight
0: trip, you get a new person you get to room with and
1: so now the state of Wisconsin knows that I have snoring issues. <laughs> That's all right.
0: And all of you now know that.
1: <laughs> Not issues. I wouldn't call them issues. Dan
0: snores. <laughs> yeah. I also snore. Okay.
1: Um... <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> There's people you walk by and you're like, yeah, that guy snores. I'm one of them. It's fine.
0: Remember when we were we went to Key West. Yeah a couple years ago and some <laughs> Dan was really excited because my parents went to Key West when they were like pretty freshly married and my mom was mad because all these guys were hitting on my dad and Dan was like oh I'm excited for guys to hit on me not like a weird way just like a funny way somebody, but instead
1: set... flatter me yeah once. yeah
0: so this guy <laughs> came up to dan and he's like what did he say
1: something about us guys that are built like fire hydrants need to stick together (laughs) he just said i look like a fire hydrant (laughs) but you don't see fire hydrants get knocked over that often they're pretty sturdy yeah well built
0: you are from the midwest
1: we're very well built cold wind doesn't go through me (laughs)
0: I don't know where I was going for that conversation. You didn't on no, you didn't.
1: No, there was that old
0: oh lady yeah, that the old guy. lady at, yeah, she yeah, she was a character. Yeah. She's taking her drinks, giving you drinks. We didn't get roofied, I don't think. It was fun. She was
1: anyway. You know Q West, did they get hit by hurricanes this year? Is no. Q West
0: gone? No, Key West is still <laughs> thriving.
1: Oh your cancer are just.
0: Anyway, okay. The only other questions that people sent that I didn't ask already. You've been on here a few times. I also stopped posting on social media. I don't know if you noticed.
1: Too many ladies are in my DMs.
0: Yeah. I just, I try to keep my family off of social media now.
1: I don't think anybody appreciates
0: it. So I'm just going to reel it in and i also don't want porter on social media as much so if you don't see him on my instagram page he's still around i just don't feel comfortable pimping my child out
1: i think my last instagram post was a pair of boots (laughs) Um, and that was three pairs of boots ago so
0: and then somebody slid into your dms asking how much you wanted to sell your old boots for
1: still have them in the closet
0: because you're a hermit. You don't throw anything away. It's you I'm
1: not you're the hermit.
0: True. I don't leave the house. <laughs> uh, anyway, people want to know, uh, how are the bears looking?
1: Good. Good. I think I said last year, on a, there was like a Ask Dan thing when we were out doing something. On the marsh, she did like videos and people asked how the Bears are going to be. I said five wins, and Justin Fields is going to amaze people. And we got three wins, which is okay. We're going to put that number one pick. Justin Fields is going to. And they're getting the new stadium in a couple of years, so we're going to be able to go to Bears games a lot easier. It's going to be great. we more worried about Badgers football now.
0: Uh, someone else sent me a response and said they don't have a question. They just wanted to let you know the Bears still suck. That's
1: fine. You have a quarterback.
0: That's fair. <laughs> okay, are you ready for some rapid fire questions? Sure. I'm tired. We need to go it's to almost, bed.
1: Yeah. It's <laughs> almost double digits.
0: <minutes. laughs> you're going a quick trip. Walking up to the hot spot. What are you grabbing? Fully loaded hot spot.
1: Breakfast lunch? Has that changes everything?
0: Breakfast and 3 p.m.
1: Okay, so we'll go breakfast. I'm going to get a sausage, egg, and cheese croissant. Got to go get a little packet of ketchup to put on there. Um, if you're at a newer quick trip, you can get the uh, French toast sticks and the syrup that goes with that. Um, and you go get a 1% chocolate or vanilla, vanilla milk, <laughs> a 1% white milk and two vanilla cake donuts.
0: Let the record show Dan doesn't drink chocolate milk. So he doesn't have a preference on cap
1: colors. I was, I was very disappointed to tell a story when we were in kindergarten, you know, everybody had milk time. Um, I was always jealous of the kids that got skim milk, um, because I'd get like one or 2%, you know, the lighter, the dark blue carton. Because in my brain, the kids that got the brown carton, they had chocolate milk, and I wanted strawberry milk. The skim milk was pink. So I always thought that those kids were drinking strawberry milk, and I was jealous.
0: Dan loves strawberry milk. Did you also like banana milk? No,
1: never really did that. Don't tell Dave Scogan, owner of Festival Foods, this, but I always had a half gallon of strawberry milk back in the cooler in the frozen dairy department that may or may not have been paid for. Um, When I got thirsty, I'd run to the back of the store and... Get myself a swig of chocolate vanilla, no, jeez, <laughs> strawberry milk. But I I gorge myself at breakfast. Um. So yeah, the sandwich, do. two donuts, <laughs> milk, and then now that they got the fancy coffee machines, the the Kona dark roast. Feed me that. It's good coffee. Dump it in my veins All right, and lunch. Um, 3 p.m. Or 3 p.m. Okay. Have I eaten lunch or no? Yes. I've eaten lunch, oh, so we got to go light. All right, so if they're out there, the uh, cheese-filled breadsticks for sure. Um, I'm a medium-well pizza guy, so I like the cheese-filled breadsticks to be brown on top. Um, so we'll do the cheese-filled breadsticks. Um, big fan of the uh, chicken strips nowadays. Those are good. Get a little cup of ranch dipping sauce. Mm-hmm. Um, sneaky good, too, is the... Uh, Barbecue chicken wings, the boneless wings. Those are good. Yeah, big fan of those. So, some yeah, those kind of replace the chicken strips. So, we'll go a cheese filled breadstick and barbecue chicken wings. Um, probably a Coca Cola, and if I'm feeling spicy, I'll go to the back back to the freezer area <laughs> and. Not the Big Bopper ice cream sandwiches. It's some, Oh, the Big Bopper is um, the way to go. A better one. There's a chocolate chip cookie one that's like a clear package with red writing. I don't know. It's like a smaller brand, but <laughs> they are high quality. The chocolate chip cookie itself is really good. Then you put another chocolate chip cookie and ice cream in between them. And this is why I'm built like a fire hydrant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and why are eight, 19-month-old the size of a three-year-old?
1: Just kidding. But yeah, I, I put a hurt on quick trips hotspot because that, that started 30 years ago. My brother and I would go fishing down on Lake Alaska and drive past the quick trip when it was just a gas station. You'd, we'd call it, sorry if I offend anybody, we'd call it the white trash meal deal. Um, get two hot dogs, a bag of chips and a big buddy for like two bucks.
0: That was the first time I think you actually said hot dog, not hot dog.
1: Okay. No ketchup. Oh, Only put ketchup on a hot dog if it's plain. Just line of ketchup, and then you do zigzags with mustard. But Chicago dog, no ketchup. Yeah. No. Oh. Can somebody that listens to this, um, if you're still listening to you're still, this, you're still here, um, can somebody please just badger Amber daily, weekly, to let us go to Portillo's, please. Um, there's one in Madison and Amber refuses to go.
0: I don't refuse. There's just other places I would rather go if I'm in Madison.
1: Not unless yeah. not once you've had Portillos. You won't
0: Our to. family vacation this year is going down to Quad Cities of Iowa. There is a Portillos down there. But you'll be, like, oh, let's get
1: this because we're in Iowa. Let's get some do
0: you know how many people or, are like, oh, let's do this? Because we're in Iowa.
1: Me, <laughs> When we were down there last time and I said, let's go to Field of Dreams. And you didn't like it?
0: I didn't say I didn't like it.
1: To, uh, I still have the little token you get when you have to tour of the house.
0: That was a cool tour. Yeah. Anyway.
1: But just keep badgering her. Portillo's is where well. it's at. Got a great chopped salad.
0: Okay. Um. What other question? What's your favorite color?
1: Uh, green.
0: Our walls in our bedroom are like a dragon egg green. That's, that's what it's I don't. That's my description of it.
1: Should have gotten a heavier orange peel on the texture, so it could actually look like a dragon egg.
0: No. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite social media app? Probably Twitter. That's, That's such an old man response. I
1: like That's the- a
0: millennial response. I
1: like the news and sports information and that kind of stuff. I've got a Twitter since like 2010.
0: What is your music genre of choice?
1: Well, if you went by my Spotify right now, it's Disney. Um but heavy and pearl jam and foo fighters, but then you go into what what do you call like that like the Tyler Childers brand of country? I don't know. Um, like Tyler Childers, Turnpike Troubadours, Coulter Wall.
0: You didn't even know who Turnpike Troubadours were. He
1: won't listen to this. Chris Troji and I used to listen to them in college. That was before you were a sparkle in my eye. You
0: also listen to some really stupid music, too.
1: Oh, I mean, the Yin Yang twins are up there. Um,
0: now our child is singing that when we hear it on the radio. <laughs> He's also obsessed with Young Gravy. Like, I'm pretty sure if we saw... Him anywhere, Dan would fangirl harder than I would.
1: He loves. You're the (laughs) Mills. That's what I'm saying. You would fangirl harder than me. You're too young for him. (laughs) True. I'll take that. (laughs) You get metrics on how long people listen to your podcast?
0: Yeah, I do. We'll probably stop listening after like five minutes. Okay, okay, bye. Oh,
1: was, that, was that my cue to say bye?
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, but it can be. Okay, see you next week. Just kidding. Um, one more question. That sure. I haven't thought of yet. Sure. Um, What's your favorite item of clothing?
1: Oh, I just got that new Levi sweatshirt. That's kind of nice. That crew neck. Um, I'm happy that well, I'm old. Am I 32? I'm in my dad years and I can wear sweater vests again. Not sweater vests, puffy vests, like the zip up. You never stopped wearing puffy vests. No, I grew out of the ones I wore in college. <laughs> Um, but I used to rock a good puffy vest back in the day over a flannel. Now I wear them over a three-quarter zip long sleeve shirt. So I'm just sailing right into the. But you don't
0: have any dad
1: shoes yet. No, I need to get up there. No,
0: you don't. Pairs. No. Yeah, I will. Okay.
1: If the shoe fits.
0: Are there any clothing, cl- clothing, clothing statements you'd like to make.
1: I need to make a food podcast. I could I could deep dive on restaurants, fast casual restaurants. Ooh, don't get me going. Fuddruckers? Are you kidding me? I miss Fuddruckers. Bottomless fries.
0: Okay. Well, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> if you're not following us already, head over to Forward Farming Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, sometimes TikTok, sometimes YouTube. When the internet cooperates, so we'll probably have this one up there, just because it's uncomfy. <laughs>
1: I'm sliding into the bed, so I'm getting very comfy. I fall asleep before you turn the video off.
0: <laughs> Anyway, if you're not following me, I'm over at Cranberry Chats. Becca is over at Becca Hilby. Dan doesn't use social media. Don't give him a follow. Just He's just <laughs> lurking in the weeds like a true creeper. <laughs> Um, if you haven't left us a rating or review yet, that really helps us out. Um, we love reading them too. So you can do that on Facebook, um, on Apple podcasts, or if you listen on Spotify, you can do that too. Um, and yeah, that just gives us a little boost. lets us know you're there. We always appreciate that. Unless you give us a two-star review then we don't like that, then you'll get a public shaming on the next episode.
1: If you have any good topics for the podcast, throw them at Amber and Becca, so you don't have to listen to me again.
0: True, because when I run out of ideas, I just bring Dan in.
1: And, like it.
0: <laughs> and I guess if you do, let me know, and we can arrange more of these. Talk about a little
1: bit. Yes, you can. <laughs> Grandpa always said it. Wow, something you can't amaze them with knowledge, baffle them with bullshit. Yes, and I'm.
0: Nice. You're a good baffler. Yeah. I
1: can make up whatever you want. I can make you believe it.
0: Well, anyway, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.